0: But Merry Christmas! It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's Christmas time. Can you sense it? The air is a little crispier. Uh, some of you have already begun your your uh, Christmas shopping already. A lot of you already had your Christmas tree and decorations up. Uh, it seems like before Halloween, but it's Christmas time, right? It's Christmas time, and there's perhaps no better place to have or celebrate Christmas than right here in New York City, because you got the tree at Rockefeller. You got ice skating in Central Park. You have the holiday window displays at Mason on 34th Street. It really just seems to be like a magical experience uh, to be in New York City during Christmas time. And uh, and by the way, who doesn't love standing elbow to elbow at the supermarket trying to figure out right where one checkout line begins and the other one ends? Right, Who doesn't love being crammed in to a subway car or a bus uh, with stressed out, overworked, and angry New Yorkers who breath smells like a combination of pizza and coffee, right? Who doesn't love that? You get that in New York City. But like it or not, Christmas time is here. And I swear, I want to challenge. I want to challenge every single one of us in the middle of all the busyness of the season uh, to remember who is at the center of it all. This is a challenge for you guys, okay? At the end of the day, we celebrate the greatest gift ever given to humanity the gift of God's grace found in the person and work of Jesus Christ. So to get us in the mood, I thought it would be fun to do a series that we've, never, uh, that we've done before here, I swear, but with a Christmas twist. Every summer we do a series called At The Movies, where we take some of the biggest movies uh, out there and we pull out some of the, the themes from these movies. And what we do is we often try to find these deeply, that we often find out that deeply embedded within these films, they often contain some spiritual connections. Uh, But this December, we're going to do Christmas at the movies. We're going to take some of your favorite Christmas movies and pull out some of these uh, connections to these biblical truths. Now, here's what I believe with all my heart. God is in the business of redeeming. He redeemed a sinner like me. He redeems a sinner like you. And while perhaps these movies weren't designed or created with the intention of communicating the gospel of Jesus Christ, guess what? God is in the business of redeeming, and we're going to be about the same. And so that's what we're going to do with these movies. So for the next four weeks, we're going to be looking at four of your favorite Christmas movies and drawing spiritual truths that we can apply to our lives and to our walk with Christ. So there's only one question for you guys to answer, and that is, are you ready? You guys ready? All right, who loves the movie Elf? A show of hands. You guys have seen the movie. Do you love it? Uh, it's a hilarious movie, a Christmas movie. A buddy the Elf played, you know, by none other than the hilarious Will Ferrell. Uh, if you've ever seen the movie, if you haven't seen the movie, let me try to set it up. But real quick, it looks like a bunch of you have seen it already. The main character, Buddy, has essentially lost his identity, and he's on a journey to find out and to really and to connect with, you know, who he really is. He doesn't know who his father is. You see, Buddy was born a human, but he was abandoned by his mother to live at an orphanage where on one Christmas night, baby Buddy crawls into Santa's bag, and he winds up in the North Pole. And so once he's there, he's left to be raised by Santa's (laughs) elves. And so for his whole life, Buddy, who grows up to be well over six feet, you know, he believed he was an elf. He thought he was an elf. He dresses like an elf, and he even eats like an elf, which according to the movie, is uh, an elf diet is apparently made up of mostly sugar candy and maple syrup, (laughs) according to the movie. But... Buddy comes to a rude awakening when it's revealed that he actually isn't an elf. All right, so check out this clip uh, right here. This is the moment he finds out that he's not an elf. So I want you guys to picture Buddy here, right? He's born a human, but he's given up by his mother to be raised by elves essentially in the North Pole. He doesn't know who his real father is. How do you think he feels? Put yourself uh, in his shoes. I mean, I would have to imagine he must feel abandoned, he must feel rejected confused misled and, and maybe even betrayed and Buddy's confused about his identity where at one point in his life he thought his identity was working in Santa's workshop doing what elves do it's all of a sudden flipped upside down when he, he's confused as to who he actually is you know I think the same could be said of us in a sense especially during this time of year Uh, Not that you're an elf living in the North Pole, but that especially during this time of year, we can lose our identity. Uh, uh, We can really be wrapped up. We can lose who we truly are in the middle of this holiday season. Think about this. So often we swap out our identity during the holiday season and we lose track of who and whose uh, we are during Christmas time. Sometimes we lose our identity due to the sheer hustle and bustle of the season. It seems that everyone is running around 100 miles an hour because we all have parties to go to, uh, people and family to see and appease because if we don't, we'll never hear the end of it, right? Uh, Plus at the workplace, it's a busier season, so there's more, you know, phone calls to make or customers to attend or longer hours to work. Sometimes we lose our identity and family or even the lack of family during the holiday season, I know I certainly feel the pressure of being pulled in a million different directions to visit family here or family comes in to visit over there and trying to claim as much time, trying to cram in as much time as possible with each one. And not to mention how difficult the holidays might be for someone who doesn't have their family with them or if they lost someone that they love dearly. Then Christmas time has a way of amplifying those emotions and helping us sink deeper down into our sorrow. You know, people find their identity in their credit cards and their wallets. As we get into debt, buying gifts for people we don't really know or even care about. But it's Christmas time and you have to do it anyway, right? And it seems that a combination of all these things can lead to us losing our identity to the stress of the whole thing. Between decorating and cooking and cleaning and traveling and visiting and buying, it can go from the happiest time of the year to maybe the most stressful time of the year in a heartbeat. As Buddy the Elf's identity was lost, we too lose our identity to a gazillion things that don't actually matter. But what does God's Word say about our identity? But what does God's Word say about our identity? Who and whose are we truly? And how can we realign or find our identity this Christmas? What does the Bible say? Well, before we can really examine uh, what our identity is and who we truly are and whose we truly are, I thought it'd be important to realize, uh, or to, to tell you guys three things that we're not. Uh, these, these, this is not our identity. We shouldn't find our identity in these things. This is number one in your notes. If you want to take out your message notes, all of today's Bible verses and a couple of fill in the blanks for you to follow along are there. Here's the first thing. I'm talking really fast, guys, because I have a lot to say, and so I'm going to talk really fast. I want to honor your time uh, today. Number one in your notes is this. Your identity is not found in things. Your identity is not found in things. And the temptation for us this time of year is to not only go out and spend tons of money on other people, uh, but if we're honest, we have a Christmas list of our own, don't we? Right? We have a list of all the things that we'd like to get this Christmas. And with the commercialization of Christmas, it's so easy to find our identity in things. And it's so easy to justify it as well because, you know, after all, Black Friday just passed by and, and it's 25% off. And what a deal be foolish, you know, to let it go, right? Because there's a deal anyway. Sure, your coffee maker works perfectly fine, but this new one, get this, it's a smart coffee maker, and it connects to an app on your phone, and you can brew your coffee while you're sitting on the toilet scrolling through your Facebook feed, and I gotta have it, right? Or sure, your car works perfectly fine, maybe it has a couple things, but you know, what car that you park on the streets of New York City doesn't? Uh, but if I lease a brand new 2020 car, the dealership has this crazy deal that will dig me deeper into debt. But the car has, get this, it has butt warmers, right? And you need butt warmers in your car. And it's a smart car. It has an app that you can connect to on your phone so you can turn it on and warm it up in the winter. So while you're sitting on the toilet, checking your Facebook feed, you can turn your car on. And so just, you got to have it, Right? And we're so quick to justify all the stuff that we want or think that we need. And we tend to wrap our identity in it. After all, you don't want to be the only one without it. Or you don't want to fall behind on the times. Right? What are you, a caveman? Right? You need it. Well, Jesus has something to say about this. And, and I want you guys to read with me the words of Jesus. It's in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 19. Uh, if you have a red letter Bible, these are the actual words of Jesus. And he said this. He said, don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. And here's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, don't continue to accumulate more stuff here on earth and join the rat race of pursuing more and more things just so that you can keep up with the Joneses or just so that you can impress people you don't really know or to satisfy your own greedy and selfish desires. He says, don't do that because at the end of the day, you can't bring any of that stuff with you once this life is over. And some of us, were so caught up finding our identity in things that are temporal, that, that waste away, that are here today and gone tomorrow and ultimately things that don't truly matter or have eternal value. So what does Jesus say we should do instead? Uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 20 and 21. Read these two verses with me aloud. Uh, it's in your notes and on the screen. Ready, go. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. Would you guys underline the last part of that verse right there? For where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. And Jesus is saying that your identity, what you value, shouldn't be found with stuff here on earth. Instead of being so worldly focused, you should be more heavenly minded. Don't store up treasure here Because this ain't forever, but eternity is forever. And where your treasure is, there your heart will be as well. And what some of us need this Christmas is a realigning of our hearts because our hearts are after after our worldly treasures and possessions instead of pursuing the only thing that truly matters and has eternal ramifications. What else does the Bible teach us? Number two in your notes, it teaches us that your identity is not found in people. Your identity is not found in people, and it's so easy this time of year to wrap up our identity in people. After all, all the family get-togethers are taking place, all the office work parties that you have to attend. Not to mention trying to appeal and give attention and receive attention from that special someone that you really like to give all our time to. You know, I don't know about you, but uh, but man, I get that we were made for relationship, and that's and it's important to do life uh, together. And we speak about this all the time at Serve, and it really is important. But about, uh, uh, but uh, man, it's complicated. You know, this relationship thing, it's very complicated with all the different temperaments and attitudes and personalities. It's impossible to please everyone all of the time. the time. And during the time of the year where we can celebrate, you know, it's important. We celebrate family. You know why? Because we are adopted as children of God through Jesus. And during a time where we can celebrate friends, because the Bible says we are no longer enemies of God, but we are friends of God because of Jesus And during a time where we can celebrate love because God in His very essence is love, we can get so caught up and try to find our identity in those very things. And what does that lead to? Well, then there's that huge argument that bursts out over the dinner table as you sink the knife into the turkey. right? Or there's the additional stress of trying to visit six different apartments within a 10-hour period because you don't want anyone to feel left out. Or there's the pressure of creating an extra special experience for that special someone, even if that means you're breaking the bank and getting into debt. But what does God's Word have to say about that? Let's read it, Psalm 118, verse 8. Let's read this verse out loud together. Ready, go. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humanity. Now here's what the psalmist is not saying. He's not saying, screw family, forget about friends, throw the girlfriend out the window, move to the top of a mountain, join a monastery and utter prayers all day. That's not what the psalmist is saying. But what he's saying is that you shouldn't take refuge in other people. You shouldn't wrap up your identity and every fiber of your very being in other people or family or friends or relationships. They cannot be your all and end all. Why not? Well, because we're all sinful and we're going to let each other down. Don't take refuge in your boyfriend because he's gonna let you down. Don't take refuge in your family because they're gonna let you down. Don't take refuge in your pastor because he's gonna let you down. Don't take refuge in your church because we're gonna let you down. Take refuge in the Lord. Find your identity, find your value, find your worth in Him because He is trustworthy, because He is faithful, because He is true. Here's number three, your identity is not found in circumstances. Your identity is not found in circumstances. I told you guys uh, earlier that the holidays has a way of amplifying a mix of emotions. And while it's the happiest time of the year for others, not so much. After all, how can it be the happiest time of the year when you just lost a loved one recently? Or when you receive a devastating call from the doctor that your worst nightmares are true? True. Or when you experience the heartache and the heartbreak from a relationship that you thought was going somewhere for sure. And the temptation for us is to look at our circumstances and find our identity in them. How can I celebrate? How can I rejoice? How can I laugh? How can I eat and be merry if I'm surrounded by bad news and sorrow? And the truth is that perhaps this is you. Maybe you find yourself dealing with this at this very moment. And I would never want to make light of whatever you're experiencing or tell you to lift yourself up by the bootstraps. Because the truth of the matter is that a little pep talk and a pat on the back will not deliver you from the very real strife that you're currently experiencing. But let me lovingly and gently tell you That what you're experiencing is terrible and it's horrible, but it's not your identity. It's not who you are. And oftentimes, God is doing something in and through you during those difficult seasons to formulate and mold you more into the character of Christ. Look at what 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 and 17 says. It says, therefore, we do not give up. Even though our outer person is being destroyed, our inner person is being renewed day by day. For our momentary light affliction is producing for us an absolutely incomparable eternal weight of glory. And here's what the author is saying, that what you're going through is horrible. Hands down, it's bad news. But compared to what's coming and to what God is doing, it's lightweight compared to an incomparable eternal weight of glory. In other words, the reason we don't need to place our identity in our circumstances is because we know that because God is true and because God is good, we may suffer now, but one day we'll be in the presence of God, away from all sickness, away from all heartache, away from all heartbreak, and in the presence of God, completely whole and healed and redeemed. And if that's the case, our identity shouldn't be placed in our circumstances. Now, I know how difficult this particular point is, especially I told you guys that, you know, the holidays tends to amplify emotions. And, and if you're happy, the, the, you know, the Christmas time makes you happier. But if you're going through a difficult time, Christmas time can sink you even deeper into your sorrow. And so next week we're going to continue our series and we're going to I'll talk about uh, the movie The Grinch. And we're going to talk about how do we keep the joy, you know, this Christmas, in the middle of all that hardship and heartache. And I invite you to come back next week as we continue that. But our identity is not found in things, it's not found in people, it's not found in circumstances. So then what is it found in? This is number four in your notes. Your identity is found in Christ. Your identity is found in Christ. I would love for you guys to read uh, with me Galatians chapter 3 verse 26 and 27. let's read this real loud, it's in your notes. you ready go. For through faith you are all sons of God in Christ Jesus. For those of you who were baptized into Christ have been clothed with Christ. And here's the truth. It is because of our fallen and sinful nature that our heart desires to place our identity in all these things, in, in, in people, in things and circumstances, Our sinful heart is always bent to pursue these things over pursuing the only thing and the only one that truly matters, which is why we celebrate Christmas. You see, our sin before a holy and righteous God creates an eternal chasm between us and God. And our relationship with God is broken because of our sinfulness. But Christmas is all about the time that love came down. And God, in his great love for us, makes provision, and he gives us the most precious gift ever known to mankind. Creator God enters his creation in the person and work of Jesus Christ. And this is what we take time to celebrate in Christmas, the moment that God provided a way and an opportunity for us to experience forgiveness, to experience salvation, to experience new life and renewed purpose, and to restore our relationship to him. Jesus was conceived of the Holy Spirit, born to the Virgin Mary, where he was laid in a manger. But the baby Jesus you have on your windowsill did not remain a baby. He grew up and ultimately lived a sinless life and was led to the cross and innocently died in our place for our sin. And it was in his death that our sin was atoned for. But three days later, by the power of God's Spirit, Christ was risen from the grave so that now whoever puts their faith in Him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you're here today and you're not a follower of Jesus, God's will is not that any should perish. It is His heart that you would come to the realization of your sin and wholeheartedly turn from your sinfulness and folly and put your faith in Him. And for the rest of us, have you been wrongly putting your identity in things and people or circumstances? I'm going to invite the worship team to come up here and they're going to lead us in one more song. I want to remind us as they come up here who you are and whose you are. You are a child of God and your ransom has been paid and your sin has been washed white by the precious blood of the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, your identity is not in people, it's not in things, it's not in your circumstances. Your identity is who you are in Christ. And as the worship team leads us in this last song, you'll have an opportunity to partake in communion in the back. You can go and as you drink uh, the juice, it's is representative of the blood of Jesus that was poured out for us. As you eat of the bread, it's representative of His body broken and hung on a cross for our sins. This is what Christmas is all about. The time that we take to remember and to celebrate when love came down, when Christ was born, ultimately be led to the cross to die in our place for our sin. God, it's so easy, especially during this time of year, to wrap up our identity in uh, in so many other things, God. The temptation is to find our identity in our circumstances, if we're going through a tough time, or to find our identity in people, uh, family, friends, and significant others, or things, God, as we you know, rack up uh, a large Christmas list, Uh, but God, it's not about any of those things, and I pray you guard our heart against those things, and that ultimately we will find our identity and wrap up our identity in who we are uh, in Christ. Remind us that we pray uh, this Christmas in Jesus' name. Amen.